Welcome, friends, to another episode of The Conversation, where I get to talk to interesting people about what's going on in the world today. My interesting friend today or guest today is Sarah Knight, who is the founder of Rock Girl Gang, an organization whose purpose is to connect and empower women, creatives, entrepreneurs, movers and shakers in the Rochester community. RGG regularly spotlights the important work of Rochester women through its online publication, its Becoming Boss panel series, and its regular mixers that help engage women in doing good within the local community. Sarah has been interviewed on TV and in print and recently named a Young Athena Award finalist. She not only serves the community, but also uses her many gifts in her church when she can. But her greatest work is being a mom to Kingsley and Gideon and her partner, Rusty, which I'm going to say 15 years? Yep, 15. 15 years. Sarah, welcome to the conversation. Thanks, Rob. Nice to see you. So I'm going to dive right in. Most people who do know you would know you in the last, I don't know, how long is RGG? Five years? Uh, Four. Four. Yep. Would know Rock Girl Gang. Um, But I don't know that everyone's heard. I don't know that I've even heard, and I feel like I've been in uh, this from the beginning. What was the need that um, Rock Girl Gang was created to meet? Why did you start this in the first place? I mean, I've always been a creative person, whether I knew it or not. And, um, you know, being um, a a stay-at-home mom, work-at-home mom, uh, doing creative things, being a graphic designer, but there was that piece that was missing that was a creative community um, that that was not there. And I, what I did is I Googled Rock Girl Gang. But basically, I Googled to see if, is there a, a something local um, for cr- creative women, for women that I could join? Mm. <laughs> and, and there just wasn't really anything there at the moment. Mm. Um, and and I did. I thought if there was something like that, surely it would be called Rock Girl Gang. I just right. thought that was a good name. I must not have thought about that myself. Mm. I must have heard that somewhere. There must have been a group like that, and there wasn't. Mm. And so that's kind of where the idea stemmed from is looking for it and not finding it. So was it primarily about, you know, connection with other um, creatives or – was it about some kind of women um, empowerment thing or both? Or what, what What was the original impulse for you? You know, I love uh, sharing stories. Um, I love I, I, I love to, uh, you know, converse with people, hear their stories, um, ask them questions and learn about people. And I just thought there are so many amazing women. And especially, you know, this is on the rise of, of, of social media really mm. in the last – I mean, Instagram five years ago versus now, you know, it's a totally different ball game. So just starting to follow these women um, of Rochester who I, for the vast majority, didn't, I did not know them and, and thought, gosh, I wonder if they seem, you know, like they have this thriving business or I wonder how they do it, do this with kids and all this stuff. And I would love to know their stories. I bet other women would like to know their stories too. Mm. Um, so it was just about um, having a platform that um, could give these women a chance to share their stories on, on, a, on a, uh, give them a larger platform that they already had. Mm. 
is there, what was the first thing you did? Like you just got everyone in, you pulled together. I can't remember if you told me. Uh, so the first thing I did was I just woke up. I, I had it mulling over in my head and I have always have a lot of ideas and I mostly never follow through with any of them. Um, but this one I couldn't really stop thinking about. And I'd like wake up in the middle of the night and and think about it and just think like, oh, should I? I don't really feel like I have the energy or the time for this or even if I'm equipped to, to do this. Um, but I did. I woke up one night and just and just had to wake up. I brewed a pot of coffee at like 3, 3 a.m. I sketched out the logo. I, I, I kind of wrote some names mm. down. I kind of by 6 a.m. I kind of had everything wow. flushed out. And I, I, I was like, I'm going to do this. And what was your first thing? I mean, was it a, was it, it wasn't a oh, so, becoming boss? I know that. No, no. I, I started out with features. So I, I start, I, I just had a list of women that I kind of knew of, um, that I already followed and sent them emails and said, I, this is what I'm going to do. Mm. Would you be interested in joining? Mm. And so my f- first uh, interview was with uh, Danielle Ramo of Rochester Brainery. Okay. And that was in May of 2016. Okay, so it was just you and her? So what I do is I send women the questions and then I partner them up with a local uh, female photographer. Uh-huh. So a lot of these women, some of them I've still never met, who I've done interviews oh. with because I send them questions. Oh. You know, so you do the interview v- uh, the via original email. Ones. The original ones were through email, yes. photograph, then you just published it. Yep, so I, I put them that. together, yeah. Huh. No, I mean, I don't do face-to-face. I mean, well, you know, you it's do, like we're you all... you did eventually when, with Becoming Boss. Yes, oh, okay. yes. So the live ones, right, that's when we're all together. I see, okay. But the interviews are just, you know, everybody's busy, and, and that seemed like hmm. it worked better for me. That's great. Um, and better for them, you know. I didn't even know that. How yeah. interesting. And do you still, is that still part of it? I mean, yes. pre-COVID? Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> I had a lot lined up actually that, um, you know, maybe I had their questions. They had submitted their questions and then the photographer had to cancel because of everything that happened. And I and now photographers are just kind of getting back oh, on their photographers, feet. photographers, right. Yep. So that's a big part of it is the imagery that goes with it. I see. Yep. So um, tell me about what have you learned about yourself now four years in? Um, you know, having taken this, taking this on, which I know has become more than what you just said. That is, it started with some interviews. I've been to one or two of the of becoming boss events, which were are are a bigger deal. I suppose I should say what that is. Or why don't you tell us what a becoming boss event? Yep. Is? So a becoming boss event is I basically have uh, panelists um, that you know, local women um, running businesses or um, you know. Uh, creatives or, you know, people I would interview with, I bring them on um, in real life at, you know, a venue. It's about 150 to 200 women, probably four panelists, four or five panelists. And, you know, it's two hours. We have coffee and donuts. And I just ask them all questions and they answer them live. And, um, you know, kind of things like, how did you get started? What did you struggle with? Mm. Um, What are your current struggles? How are they different? What have you learned? You know, kind of like what you're asking me now. Mm. And we do that live. And that has uh, really, that really took off right away. So if you had to, if you had to, you know, for the sake of a short podcast and life doesn't work this way, but if you had to summarize not one 
mistake or one, um, you know, success, but what you've most learned about Sarah Knight, okay, um, in this venture called Rock Girl Gang, four years and running, I mean, what, what have you learned about you? I have learned that how little I know, <laughs> mm. which is in everything in, in marriage and motherhood. The further along I get, I'm like, wow, I kind of thought I knew this and I mm. do not know this. I do, I do not have this together. I, I do not have this figured out. And um, um, that um, I, I don't take criticism very well. Mm. And that's something that I've gotten better at kind of crumble under any sort of constructive hmm. or non-constructive criticism that's been very hard for me um and that maybe i don't really love the limelight as much as i thought i would hmm. um that's been difficult for me i've said i've said many times like i'd like i'd really like to be invisible like this never wow. this I, you know this this i never wanted this to be about me interesting um and so that that has been hard for me to kind of be um, the mouthpiece, because again, mm. I don't feel equipped. I don't want to be called a leader mm. or, um, yeah, like a community leader or just whatever, or, or I, I, mm. I hesitate to be, you know, the, the mouth mouthpiece for rock girl gang. Cause again, I, I don't feel like I can do everyone justice, right. you know, so that, that, um, feels debilitating sometimes mm. to feel to feel like that. And would you say cuz you have, I mean just in the years I've known you, which is all this all these years, um no question you've, you know, you've gained some level of notoriety, maybe that's not the right word, but I mean of 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 public awareness. So I can appreciate that, but would you say that your what you've learned about the criticism thing is because this is an interesting um question that I have because you've made some dumb mistakes and therefore you you pay the price that anybody pays when you make a dumb mistake or or whatever or even when you don't that you you just the nature of being a more public figure whether you're making mistakes or not just is an uncomfortable thing. Yes. Probably the latter. Oh. Um just just if you're in the public eye, if you have a large account, if you're doing um interviews with the mayor or interviews with Whoever, you're just you're gonna get feedback, mm -hmm. you know. Um, especially if you have so many people involved, you're mm -hmm. featuring so many people. I'm reposting on Instagram of, of a different person daily, mm -hmm. so there's hundreds, if not thousands, by now of women who have been featured in one way, shape, or form mm -hmm. on Rock Girl Gang, and 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 I'm glad people feel like they have ownership of it. Right. Um, but that opens you up to opinions. Interesting. And and that's not a bad thing. Right. You know, that's a that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, that's been that's been hard for me. So one thing you said, which was fantastic, you know, what you've learned about yourself is, you know, um, this idea of being in the limelight, dealing with criticism, whether or not this um, being a public figure is all it's, you know, uh, made out to be, maybe anything else that comes to mind um maybe I, maybe I'll, I'll push you in in the in the in the more positive way in other words maybe you have you gained any level of gee i'm not so bad at this or i'm pretty <laughs> good at this or you know that kind of a thing you know i mean have you surprised yourself at your success maybe that's another way of asking it i i'm not surprised because i feel like i can um, wh what I'm doing, I can do it well. 
I can, um, uh, almost like an organizer, uh, and I, I'm not a very organized person, but I can, I can put together images and words and, um, and make, make things up appealing in a way that I, I know people would want to read this and, um, and kind of put together a brand that I'm really proud of. I think that's something I can do really well. And, um, I, I don't mind public speaking. Mm-hmm. And um, that was my favorite class in college. Mm. And um, so so doing something like a, a panel with 200 women, yeah. um, I I can do that. I can do that really well. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't... I get ner- so nervous every single time. The week right. before, I always just feel like, I don't know, like something's <laughs> pressing on my chest. So it's right. not that I'm at ease in that right. role at all. But I can do that well. That's right. that's that's been easy for me to bring so many different women together. And again, starting from scratch, I didn't know anybody. Mm. You know, I was I was basically a, a stay at home mom um, mm. that had an idea. Right. And and it was very easy for me to meet people mm. and find the commonalities between us where maybe I wouldn't think there would be any. But the more people you meet, um, you you have commonality with so many people. You can relate to so many people, and then bring them all together under this one brand. Mm. Um, I do feel like I do feel like that was a good fit for me, and um, I'm really thankful. I just, I'm just thankful that how it all came to mm. be. So, of all the interviews, first by print, and uh, and you still do them when. Mm-hmm. When uh, the world's not shut down, and <laughs> and then the um, live interviews in the Becoming Boss event, is there one or two that stand out to you as being? I don't mean like you know the most popular person necessarily, but the one that has been impressed you the most, that you've learned the most, or that you you really loved the most after doing it. You know, I I I can never pick a favorite, and mm. this isn't a cop out. It's yeah. I learned something from every single one of them. Mm. And it's always the people you don't, you know, you don't think like maybe I don't have much in common with this person or I don't have much, not, I don't have much to learn from them. But then you read their interview, you read their story and you're like, wow, I resonate so much with this person. Mm. And again, I think that is what has made Rock Girl Gang Mm. and sharing those stories, you know, that feeling of like, you know, I didn't think I had much in common in in common with this person. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading their story, what they struggled with, how they, you know, all the things they've been through. Mm. And I I have a lot in common with this person. Mm. So it's almost this unifying thing mm. that I think I, I'm not the only one who feels like that. And it and it shows in the and the growth that we've had over the the last four years. Is there anybody woman? I, I know. I, I I don't know. You haven't you haven't done, you, you don't done any. Men. No, I do. I do. It's all, it's all women. women. Yeah. Is there any um, Rochester woman that who you haven't been able to you know get uh, get to sit down with you, or you know, is there someone you'd like to get on either a panel or an interview that you haven't got? Well, you, you know what? It's funny. I um I have emailed Abby Wambach probably. Okay. Um. I don't know, maybe more times than I want to admit. I just think it would be neat for her to come back here and kind of. I'm sure she's here occasionally, right? I don't know. Oh, I thought she I haven't still heard had back. In town. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't heard back, yeah. but I think okay. I would love to hear from her because of how she's kind of pivoted. Yeah. From you know, superstar 
soccer right. player to now she's really, you know, on, um, uh, you know, what, what she's doing now. She's more of a speaker, teacher, author, okay. um, you know, speaks for especially like equal pay, that sort of thing. Mm. And um, have you ever read any of her books? No, I've, you I've seen one. You should read Wolfpack. Oh, I think seen you'd it. like it. What's it called? Wolfpack. Okay, that's. Right, I, will. I think that's her last okay. one. You would really like that. Um, but yeah, I would love. I think uh, Rochester's proud of her, and I think okay. it would be really neat to hear from her. She's not. I mean, she doesn't even live here anymore. No, but, but I, I, I'm, I know. I remember seeing something in the paper. It could have been even six months ago. But I, I, I'm sure she has family in town. Yeah. So she would be here. Um, Haven't heard back yeah. yet. Okay, well, we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll work our channels, back channels. Um, where do you go uh, to find creative inspiration? I mean, could be more than one place, but um, not just for RGG, but for life in general. Where do you get your? Where do you get inspired? I go outside and I run alone, uh, not plugged in mm. to nothing. You know, no no earbuds, nothing, and um, the outside. The outdoors has always done it for me. Just, you know what? I don't even know if it's inspired or it just quiets everything else down mm. so I can um, dig in to wherever that creativity or wherever that um, place is and, you know, in my soul that can, can, can do that. I need, I need that time. I need that um, time alone, mm. you know, and, and, and not the, you know, being on social media or the phone or the TV, just that quiet time yeah. to really recharge so I can, you know, pull out that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and I think that's why probably this time of quarantine right. <laughs> hasn't been, you know, my most, it, it hasn't been a creative renaissance. I'll just uh. tell you that because um, I haven't had that. Mm. And I've, I, I, well, I can tell. Your boys are home, probably, right? Yeah, they're home. Yeah. I mean, Rusty was home, uh, you know, for the most part. He went back to work f maybe four weeks ago. Wow. Um, and that was really hard. That was really hard. Right. And, you know, um, also everything within two weeks of kind of things shutting down, pretty much Rock Girl Gang, as I knew it, just, you know, kind of s slid into right. kind of a, I mean, as in many businesses, but mine, right. you know, when, again, when you run events right, um, and then work with businesses promoting their events, right. that's all gone. Right. So it really, yeah, it really, it really felt like a 180 into mm. what I was doing and to what I'm currently doing now, wow. which is like a homeschool mom. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like a role I never never thought I would do or never wanted to do mm. is now kind of what I'm doing. So this question may fit with that, which is, um, you know, when you think about this whole genesis, um, starting with that idea that up till six in the morning day and off you go, and probably it went places you didn't think it would go, you know, mm -hmm. it, you know becoming boss perhaps was not a part of the original idea, right? Right. Um, just as an example. But would you say... Um, and the answer could be no. I know I'm 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 asking you kind of a pastorish question, but that our a rock girl gang was a calling in a sense. Would you would you would you consider it a calling? And if it is a calling, is there does your faith? I know you as a, as a person of faith. Um, is it part of this for you in some way? Um, 
you know, I mean, sometimes we think of people of faith as you're, you know, you're a pastor, you're a, I don't know, whatever, you know, you're some kind of a, you know, professional Christian, but obviously we know that, you know, some of the greatest work in the world is done by most people who aren't professional Christians. So I just wondered. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do feel like, um, you know, I do feel like when you're up at three o'clock in the morning with an idea, I definitely think God gave, like, that's God breathed. Mm -hmm. I do feel like that. And Mm -hmm. I do feel like, you know, when you, whenever you feel that nudge, I just don't think that's, I do think that's the Holy Spirit. I do think Mm. that's a gift that you've been given that you need to tap into. Mm. Um, And again, just to kind of have something that brings out my gifts, God-given gifts, and then to meet a whole new set of people that I would have never met before, never, Mm. Um, and then just to be me um, through it. And 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 not change change in a good way, I guess, but sort of be unwavering and unapologetically myself right. in whatever type of situation I've been has been challenging um, sometimes, but I do feel like I have been able to um, come into contact with people uh, way outside of the Christian circle that I was really in for probably 30 years, you Mm. know, more or less. Right. Um, And that has been a huge blessing to me. So how has that, that's a great aspect of it when I think about, it almost could be, there could be a lot of analogies like this. I see somebody, you know, moves to a different country. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. an extreme, learning a new culture, right? Yeah. I never spoke German. I never, um, my family wasn't here. But in a sense, what you're saying is this uh, rock girl gang opened up a whole new um, avenue of, of um, traffic for you, or whatever the metaphor is, a group of people through, through this work that I have to believe may have challenged some of your th- assumptions and thinking about your faith, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm guessing now, you know, not everyone you talk to is a Christian right. and not everyone has, you know, thinks the way you do or right. did. But I would hope, maybe you just said this, that there's something... Um, beautiful about that and something that isn't, you know, there's not only one response to that, oh, I threw my faith out the window, but right. there's something else that that maybe um, is comes through that. You you could become broader and, and more broad-minded or stronger or something. Yes. And just having, just kind of learning about other people's experience, um, learning about other people's experience of Christians. Right. You know how how sometimes we come across with not meaning to with even the things we say that we think everybody understands. Not everybody understands. You know what I mean. So um, I think I think kind of understanding from non Christians sometimes the way we come across, right, um, or how we're perceived, and just listening to that, just right. being a good listener. Right. You know, I think that's that's really all I've done. Honestly, right. I've just listened. And empathized and learned, yeah. and uh, again, that's been a great privilege. Yeah, and 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 again, I I have learned a lot, and I do see things differently than the way I used to see. Not everything is so black and white, right. and I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, you know, just to empathize with different people and their walks of life, and to just have you know learned. Yeah, I, a lot of people have asked me just in the very recent um, time about 
you know, the race question. And I, I, and there's a lot of things you, one can do, you know, read books and all these good things show up, listen to this, watch this. But I, I, my, my most basic question, someone pastor just asked me this today. I think the single best thing one can do, let's just say you're a minister person, but this could be true for anyone is to basically, I said to him, just build a relationship. Yeah. In this case, if, if you, if you want to do something with your church, find another church that mm-hmm. happens to be the other um, race, you know, predominant than yours, in this mm-hmm. case, black and white, that's what we were talking about. That's very easy. Mm-hmm. Probably already have a friend that mm-hmm. you just, you know, earn a church and do the slow, steady work of building a relationship and knowing, you know, seek to understand before you're understood that kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And I said, I, I think that's the, you know, that that's the best way forward because there are so many things that we tend to assumptions, just like you were saying, mm-hmm. people make assumptions about what a Christian is or isn't. Mm-hmm. And the same thing that maybe Christians make about people who aren't Christians or are, I don't know, whatever, have some come from some background or lifestyle or mm-hmm. whatever, that they are, um, they think a certain way, they act a certain way. And, and you don't really ever get past a very superficial point of view. Right. Yeah. Right. But I can imagine just even having been in a couple of your events, seeing that I could tell these were a, a very a mix of people, you know, whether yeah. they were I'm, you know, um you know, owners of businesses or um, you know, just people that I I, I sensed right away these were this was a, a broadening of a, a broad sc- scope of people and yeah. women. And I thought, how interesting it must be for you and mm-hmm. the other people there mm-hmm. that you know are now in this room having a real conversation with people like that. Right, it is. But then once you get going, you're like, wow, we are all so similar. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's similarities. There's, I think there's a lot more you could maybe agree on than disagree. Right. Again, when when you're listening mm. and you're saying, wow, I resonate with that. I, you know, I might um, believe differently than you. We might have a different way of saying things or doing things or, you know, a, a lifestyle or whatever. But, you know, at the core, like, you know, we have a lot of similarities. Yeah. And that, again, that's a beautiful thing. And, and that's something that not everybody um, gets to do or is doing and maybe should do. Right. But uh, you should be in conversations in relationships with people who are a lot different than you. I agree. And so um, that's really important, and I'm not sure how good we're doing at that. Yeah. I think it has to be intentional. Sometimes I think, maybe this oversimplifying, that the whole COVID thing is, you know, God's way of, of pushing people out of their, um, you know, their routines. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe not coming to church is the best thing that ever happened. That is to <laughs> say, you find other ways yep. to experience your faith and, and build relationships with the people you live near. So um, I agree with you um, so strongly in that. And I, I, it's, but I think we have to push ourselves. We're, yes. we're, we're, we're wired to um, basically um, do what's normal and comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's just part of being a human being. But growth often is in the other direction. Sure. So I, I, yeah. I appreciate that. And um, I can so see that in, yeah. in and, your work. And I would say Rock Girl Gang just in general, is out of my comfort zone. It's good. It's way out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, it does push me. It does push um, me. One thing that you've talked about, not in, in this conversation, but is social media. Mm-hmm. And you, um, it's funny how that's such a big part of our lives. And, you know, I feel like even I, not that I'm, you know, a millennial or whatever, but I mean, I live in the real world and how 
you know, I know sort of some, mm-hmm. and there's so much I don't know, and probably I'm, 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 I think I'm smarter than I was a year ago, but there's so many th- negatives. So I'm going to ask you the positive question because I know there's so many ways in which social media is used negatively, but in your, whether it's rock girl gang or beyond, you know, what ways are social media or can social media be used in your opinion and your experience to do good? I think social media is a great window, you know, in a house. And, um, that's kind of the way I look at it. But when you look at a window in a house, you don't see the whole house. You see whatever room that's in. Mm. And that's kind of what social media is, right? Even the squares, like it's a window. So I think where we get into trouble, oh, I'm going negative. Mm. <laughs> you can see I'm, okay. a, I'm, a, I'm an eternal pessimist. Mm. But, um, but I think the beautiful part is we, ca- we do have that window. I mean, right. it's the good and the bad, right? Um, and so I think that's amazing that we can all share these things. I mean, even you, like, I haven't seen you in however long, but I've seen what you're up right, to. And right. I've been able to connect with you right. through social media. You've been able to do the same. You've been able to keep Browncroft going right. through social media. Right, through example. You know, and, and that's that's amazing that we have that platform right. that we can do all of this amazing thing, share share our stories, share um, our passions, and, and to be able to connect like that. You know, and and that's an it's an amazing gift. Yeah. Um, that we have that. It, the problem is when it's it's used incorrectly, mm-hmm. or it, there's there's too much weight put in it. Right. Which again, understand it's it's a window. Yeah. So we we can only see so much through it. So you mm-hmm. need other things besides social media. That can't right. be your main thing that you're spending all your time to. It can never. Right replace relationships yeah and if you try you will become depressed <laughs> i'll tell you one positive if, if you asked me that question and i'm you know at best middle of the road um and i only got onto social media really i don't think if i was doing what i'm doing for a living i would i would be your typical you know person who probably didn't care that much mm-hmm. you know, unless I, unless you, your kids got you involved or something I, I i so i got in it because i was told you know you need to you- <laughs> but um I, I would say that, you know, I have been even in even in passive contact like a devotional or or an update or things that you're talking about, people, my, you know, cousins that I don't mm-hmm. see, friends that I went to high school with, that was a few years ago, you know, on and on and on, who have engaged me that would never right. yeah. ever I mean, I feel like I'm sort of going to church with some people mm-hmm. in my life who I would have never dreamed right. would ha- would be doing that, you know, um, that are, some are in town, some aren't. And I, so I do think there are tremendous potentials for it. And obviously, as you're hinting at, you know, you could use it to tell lies and to hurt people and all that jazz. But I think... Um, to those who who use it in responsible ways to communicate, to connect, to um, promote ideas. Yep. You know, even though it's used for negative things, you know, even even this sounds like old news, but the Arab Spring, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that was, uh, you know, you think of how massive of an experience that was, mm-hmm. those of us who remember the Arab Spring. From my, my memory, it was largely motivated by... Facebook. Hmm, okay. I mean, the Facebook was the platform. Yeah. Think about that. Right. Um, so um, obviously, it can be used um, 
for good things. I know we're almost out of time. Let me ask you um, two two more questions. One is not only because you're four years into Rock Girl Gang, but also because, as you just got done saying, where the whole world's come to a stop. <laughs> your 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 life relative to leading this movement, in a sense, has come to a stop. But um, what what if anything are you curious about today? You know, I would imagine that any great creative experience like Rock Girl Gang happens because people are curious. And you talked about this. Mm-hmm. You you went to the internet to, to you were curious at yeah. this season in your life and you didn't find it and you created it and off you go. Is there anything that you're curious about today um, that you were not curious about um, in the recent past or even before um, the, sh- you know, the COVID thing? What's, what's getting you curious today? I, I'm curious to see if people want to still get together mm. after this is done mm. and how that's going to look. I'm, I'm curious about that. I'm curious as to what's next, and I don't have an answer for that right now. Mm. This has been definitely, a, again, I said it's not the opposite of a creative renaissance. Like, is this, is this it? You know, is this, is everything going to, I think everything is going to change. Um, but I'm curious as to how. I'm curious how we are going to connect, you know, um, um, in the future, mm-hmm. because we have to. We're, we're humans, and we have to connect. So I'm curious how that's going to happen mm-hmm. and what that's going to look like. And again, I don't have answers to that right now. Right. So that's all stuff I'm thinking about on a daily basis. You mean, in other words, are people going to get together in groups anymore? Are they going to want to show up to an event? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Because that's a huge part of what I do. Um, So as a final uh, shot, if if anyone who's listening, I mean, if they're an interested party, a a guy like me, they're just interested in you and want to know what about your organization's doing, but to the women who either know Rock Girl Gang or are interested I know you may have just answered this, but what what do you have to say to them? Hang in there, um, <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, tell me, uh, write me a note. I mean, what 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 word do you have to people who are um, maybe the next um, generation of rock girl gang? Should that um, happen in similar ways? What what do you have to say to them? What do you want them to do? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. And how <laughs> do they do I that? Got. How do they do that? So you can just follow on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Rock Girl Gang. Okay. There's, there's, um, our, our website is full of interviews right now. Okay, good. Um, and so you can read up <laughs> and catch up and then stay tuned. Hopefully, you know, the photographers are just starting to work again. So I have a huge list of interviews that I'm, you oh, know, excited great. to launch. So you got you know, one you can tease us with? Anybody? Uh, let me think. Rob, I'm not good at this off the cuff thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you good. want me to name names yeah, so yeah. bad. Okay. Um, I can't think of anyone. Right. I, there's a lot. There's okay. a, you're gonna uh, stay tuned. Good, good. Stay All tuned. Right. It's Rock Girl Gang. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, Rock Girl Gang on Facebook, Rock Girl Gang on Instagram, RockGirlGang.com. Oh, easy. Okay, it's very good. easy. Right, I like good. to keep things simple. Awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you for coming. Yeah. And will you come back when you when you know the answer to these questions? Sure. Okay. Stay tuned. (laughs) Thank you, friends, for another episode of The Conversation, and I look forward to continuing the conversation soon.